understand a word you say, but I'll fight to the death. You're right to confuse me. Radar, your little friend and I just had another shower together. My tent around seven-ish. I'll be the one with the khaki rose in my teeth. Now what can I do for you, Radar? And please remember, I'm running out of anti-puberty pills. Disgraceful. A United States soldier crawling on the ground. Radar, can you hear me? It's me. I'm sorry about the car, Dad. I had to swerve to miss the lake. Hey, MASH fans, time for another episode of the MASH 4077 Podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Kenny, and joining me as usual are my good buds, Al. Hello. And Simon. A gentleman. We also have a very special guest listener host with us today. We have Neil Morgan. Hi, everyone. Thank you very much. So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and your love of MASH? Okay. Um, I'm 44. I live in Wolverhampton in the West Midlands, and uh, I'm a teacher for my sins, and I've been a MASH fan for basically as long as I can remember. It's been, it, it was it was a, a constant in my, uh, in my growing up. I used to, um, I used to watch it every week, and if my mum uh, wasn't working, and she wanted to watch the nine o'clock news. I was oh, I was like a cut on hot bricks because I knew Mash was on the other side. It was great <laughs> through my teenage years. Watched Mash, and I thought I'd seen them all, but um, uh, rewatching them along with you guys, I realised there's quite a few of the early ones that I'd missed. So it's good to uh, be able to watch them for the first time and then catch up on ones I've uh, seen before. Today we're going to be discussing. From Season 3, Episode 13, Mad Dogs and Servicemen. It's the 61st episode overall. The director is High Averback. It was written by Linda Bloodworth and Mary Kay Place. The production code is B317, and the original air date is December 10th, 1974. Sign right there. Hey, this is a nasty scratch. Whoever she is, you better tell her to clip her nails or file her teeth. For both. No, I was kidding around with a dog the other day, and it bit me. Didn't mean to, though. What dog? When? A couple of days ago. Just a mud. I give it stuff from the kitchen, although I don't like being cruel to animals. Where's this dog now? Comes and goes. Radar, dysentery and rabies are the two biggest numbers on the Korean hit parade. Get me that dog. Now the plot summary for this episode has Frank... Objecting to a lot of things. <laughs> and against Frank's objections, Hawkeye and Trapper treat a young, shell-shocked GI with hysterical paralysis, while Henry searches for a possibly rabid dog that bit Radar. Corporal Travis. Richard. To Tokyo. Typical psycho case, shell-shock. Frank, that's straight out of World War One. Nobody thinks shell-shock anymore. Oh, what's the diff? Too much action gets him in the old brain box. Makes even the best soldier gaga. Frank, I defy you to show me a medical book that lists the word gaga. Ow. New shipment? Yeah. We're stampeded by a herd of tanks. One kid's paralyzed, but no apparent injury. Which is why I'm sending him to Tokyo. 
Frank, it's no skin off your nose if we observing for a few hours. We have in facilities for every slug nutty that comes through here. Slug nutty? Wait a second, wait a minute. Look, Frank, we can settle this diplomatically. Shake hands, go to your corner, and when the bell rings, Trapp will come over and beat your brains out. Slug nutty. Guest stars in this episode. So Michael O'Keefe comes as corporate Richard Travis. An impressive 94 titles for Michael. He appeared regularly in the TV series Roseanne. And then we have Shizuko Hoshi, who plays Rosie. Shizuko has appeared in 20 titles, according to IMDb. And yes, it's been a while, but I can proudly say that Shizuko did appear in one episode of Quincy. Quincy. What else? (laughs) (laughs) And we have Bobby Mitchell, which sounds like a folk singer's name. Don't you think Bobby Mitchell as Lieutenant Janet Baker? And Arthur Song plays a Korean man. Now, Arthur appeared in two episodes of MASH, this being his first. His final appearance was in the very last episode of MASH. We also have returning Jeff Maxwell, who plays Igor Stravinsky. And Roy Goldman appears, breaking out of the mold that he has created by playing Roy Goldman. (laughs) And Kelly Nakahara again returns as Lieutenant Kelly Yamoto. Sydney, Hawkeye Pierce. Did I interrupt you in the middle of someone? Good. Listen, we got a kid up here who was paralyzed, but he sustained no wounds at all. Combat exhaustion, I figured. Listen, I'd love for you to come up here and try your new therapy on him. Well, I've been trying to do it in my own crude way, but... Look, I know you're busy. I'm busy, too. We're all busy. The war is making us all millionaires. I can't do it. I'm not a psychiatrist. I'm not screwed up enough. Okay, I'll try. I'll try. All right, why don't we just jump on in? Well, you want to start us off, Al, with your uh, thoughts on this episode? No. Okay, I will. <laughs> I thought it was a fun, it was a fun episode. I mean, not uh, not not a tremendously exciting episode, but it was okay. Uh, a little bit of slapstick stuff going on with the dog and the chasing of the dog and stuff. Uh, radar might have rabies. Oh boy, getting all those dogs. I mean, all those animals going to cause some problems somewhere along the line. Uh, I love seeing a, a young Michael O'Keefe. He he's such a classic actor that I think is is overlooked a lot. You know what I mean like like you said he he's been in a lot of things but uh, he's overlooked and uh, one of the things that you didn't mention was that he was in the original Caddyshack movie. Yeah. Oh god that's right. So I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah. So he's pretty cool. Yeah. Um yeah. and and I thought the you know speaking of you know Michael O'Keefe as the shell-shocked so, so, oh that's tough. Shell-shocked soldier. Um Sidney must have an awful lot of faith in uh, in Hawkeye to just kind of hand over this this psychological game uh, tool mm. to to use uh, instead of coming himself and trying to figure this out, uh, and he plans on trying to use this on on you know O'Keefe's character, and I thought it was kind of dangerous, you know. I mean, Hawkeye is a talented surgeon, but as a shrink, yeah, I'm not so <laughs> sure about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, you know, and I thought it was kind of interesting how Hot Lips kind of sided against Frank 
with that soldier for a while. You know, yeah. she was she was all about being kind to him and and uh, and coddling him and taking care of him. But then all of a sudden, at the end, she flip flops, and I, I didn't understand that. There was just kind of no no rhyme or reason why she yeah. just sided with she was Frank. Just jumping on the Frank bandwagon as she always does, not really yeah. thinking about just doing it. Yeah. 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 Um, and <laughs> little bit of an error. We talked about this before about, you know, actors saying things, but they cut the audio out and, and how annoying that can be. Well, when, uh, when Trapper and Henry were chasing the dog, you could hear the dog barking, but the dog's mouth wasn't moving. <laughs> <laughs> Oopsie. That shouldn't be another, there. It, it was another dog. Oh, another dog. dog. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and am I the, uh, oh, this is the first time we see Rosie, isn't it? I don't think we've seen Rosie from Rosie's Bar. Oh, hello, Mrs. Rosie. Hi, Rosie. Hello, Colonel Blake. Raydor. What do you hear, Rosie? Well, the Philippines just arrived with 50,000 cakes of soap. Janet Lee's marrying Tony Curtis. <laughs> and it looks like Ike's got the nomination all sewn up. Boy, you really have all the poop, don't you? Uh, before this no, episode. Yeah, I think it is, yeah. Yeah, this is yeah, the we've first heard time. it, so... Yeah, it's kind of a, an historic event here. <laughs> and they follow that up with the villagers eating dog. Ooh, that's yeah. gross. Yeah. And I love... Was it Henry? I think it was Henry's comment. That's uh, got to be a big bun. How could they do that, eat a dog? Must have been a hell of a bun. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that was great. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. You remember? Remember when they were talking about eating the dog, and Henry said that's got to be a big bun. That's that was funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Neil. What did you think of this episode? Um, I I fell lucky uh, considering the the last couple of episodes you've um you've been watching and you've just said, oh, I've not really enjoyed this one. I, I really enjoyed this one. Um, it was it was great. The um, I, I really got excited because I thought, oh, great, Sidney Friedman's going to be in it. But it was just mm. the phone call yeah, with Hawkeye. Yeah. But um, it was it was funny. I had some really good bits in there. You've got, um, uh, a, a, as Al said, about the uh, it's a, a dog, you know, a hell of a bun in there. I thought that was brilliant. <laughs> the... Um, uh, radar after he's uh been told the dog wasn't uh um didn't have rabies and he kind of uh, looks to the sky and he says i won't watch rabbits mess around anymore a deal's a deal sir no more hells dams and especially not the big one no more fibs and i promise i won't watch my rabbits mess around anymore <laughs> i thought <laughs> that was that was Absolutely brilliant. So, um, and at the end there, it kind of, uh, Frank's his normal self with, uh, I've really got to keep uh, abreast of, uh, new developments in medicine. Oh, look, they say you should charge people 5% of their annual salary. And then a whole <laughs> load of magazines or whatever go towards him. Yeah. What's that, Frank? Medical journal. You know, the Travis case reminded me of the importance of keeping up to date medically. Oh, very good, Frank. Well, for instance, now this article. It suggests that on major surgery, a doctor should base his fee on 5% of the patient's yearly income. I, I really enjoyed it. It was, it was a good one. So, um, um, and as, as, as you were saying, um, with regard to Rosie, Rosie as an actress changed, I think, 
I don't think that was she the does. same Rosie towards the end, yeah. No, yeah. I don't think yeah. so. Yeah, she, she changes halfway through the series to a different actor who plays her. Yeah, yeah. I I'm sure we'll, we'll get to a reason why when we get down that, that far, but that's a few years down the road. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I really enjoyed it. The um, uh, as they walk past the um, the quarantine sign, and uh, Trapper asks, mm. "Did they steal that from the nurses?" Steal the sign from the nurses' tent. It's <laughs> yeah. the, the, the one-liners. It, it raises it above. It really does. So yeah, yeah I really yeah, enjoyed I t- it. Thanks for the chance. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree with you. It definitely has those little moments, which makes it really good. Uh, I enjoyed this episode. I thought it was a lot of fun. Uh, I agree with Al. I don't know if, if Hawkeye is the perfect psychologist. Um, but, you know, in the end, it works out. Um, you know, even with Frank protesting and Hot Lips protesting, and he finally does walk. I mean, we all knew that it was all in his head. Uh, I like the moment that he had with Trapper. You know, yes. Talking, mm-hmm. talking about the. Uh, yeah, yeah. The, he had that little connection with him. That was really cool. I really liked the whole uh, Houlihan and Radar when he's. Kind of, you know, hurting because he just got his shots and he has a fever. And she reads the letter from that girl, you know, with all yeah. the yes and no's, checking boxes. Aren't you going to read your letter? Oh, I get sort of car sick when I read in bed. Would you for me? Well, it's from a young lady. It might be intimate or personal. Oh, that's okay. I don't know anybody personally. Well, all right, but rest assured I won't listen to a word I read. Dear Corporal O'Reilly, you don't know me, but Mrs. Kitley, who's cashier where I work and also a Red Cross lady, gave me your name off a list as a young red-blooded American soldier I could make happy with a letter from home. So I did. I know you are busy with the war, laying down your life, etc., so may not have time to write back. If so, please check one. Yes, I can answer this. No, I cannot. And now a little bit about myself. I am 17 years old, and my name is Wanda Nell McCandless. I live in Catoosa, Oklahoma, and work in candy at Cress's Five and Dime. That's probably why everyone tells me I'm sweet. Ha ha. How do you like me so far? Yes, no. My favorite song is Oh, the Wayward Wind is a Restless by Gogi Grant and Pretty Thing Diddy Wah Diddy by Bo Diddley. Do you agree? Yes, no. Which one? The second. The Diddy Bo Diddy thing? By writing this letter, I feel I'm doing my own small part for my country. Would you like to go steady? If so, would we have to go all the way? Oh, no. Especially on the first letter. Because I'm not allowed to do that for my country, although there are some do. Do you know Sharon Kayla Fever? Yes, no. No. If so, she's one that does. Hope you don't get killed in action before this gets there. Please send me a picture of you in your uniform, and I'll send you one of me in mine. S.W.A.K. Wanda Nell. P.S. If asked, people say I am a very pleasant-looking young lady. How would you describe yourself? Check one. Made in heaven. Adorable. Not bad. Need help. Really hurting. Corporal? 
I, that those, and I mentioned this in a previous episode is that those little moments just really do it for me. Those are the things that those little character builders that I really, really like. And, you know, it can be a horrible, crappy episode, but you give me two or three of those really cool character moments. And I'm like, okay, I loved it. It was a good episode. You know, even if the majority of it was, wasn't, so, you know, was so, so, um, so that was definitely one of those moments. I love the drugged up radar. Like you were saying, Neil, he's just, he's so funny when he's babbling and he's, you know, radar. Can you hear me? It's me. I'm sorry about the car, Dad. I had to swerve to miss the lake. <sighs> we really miss you around the place. Radar? Are you sure your parents won't be home till later? He's, you know, telling God that he's going to do all these things now because he got out of it and doesn't have to get more. And I, I mean, I heard that rabies shots are really painful because they shoot them in your stomach. Um, you know, as, as Al mentioned, the whole, you know, chasing the dog, that was just, you know, slapstick comedy, watching them run around trying to get the dog. I think Radar's dog came home to roost. <laughs> just going to ease over, nice and friendly, and grab it. I have written down in my notes, Frank is an ass. I think I have that <laughs> written down in most of my notes. I think you're just copying and pasting now. I think, yes, pretty much. Because, I mean, the previous episode, you know, the A Full Rich Day, I have Frank is an ass. Because that's, I mean, I just feel like that's all he's doing. And I know that's his character, but uh, just sometimes he just gets on my nerves so much. I mean, that's why I like Winchester better, you know, because he wasn't as annoying as Frank. Um, and you can only take so much of Frank. Only so much hatred and bigotry and just, you know. But isn't that a testimony to to um, Larry Linville, though, that yes. he can elicit that kind of hatred yes. from you? Yes. Yeah. I totally agree. I mean, that's why he's so, such an incredible actor, that he can. That's And that goes for the writing. That goes for all of MASH, because MASH can move me so much. And it's supposed to be a comedy. And you're, you're laughing one moment, you're in tears the next moment. Mm. And that's what I love so much about MASH. But yeah, that definitely, I, I take nothing away from Larry Lindell. I think he's an incredible actor. That he can, he has such a horrible character and he pulls it off so well that you just really, I cringe at some of the things he says. You know, and it's just so annoying. So yeah, so overall I really, really enjoyed uh, this episode. How about you, Meds? Ah, yeah, I'm going to jump on the bandwagon of happiness here. Then. Yay! <laughs> and, uh, it's I mean, a bloody time. Welsh, nice. Um, I, 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 I agree with, with Neil as well. That it's a shame Sydney isn't in this. You know, you kind of. I love seeing Sydney Freeman. I think uh, uh, he's such a wonderful character, and uh, of course, sadly, he uh, he passed away only a few weeks ago. Um, I think it's a really well directed episode as well. Um, there's a scene where Trapper watches Hawk go over to the patient to to sort of like 
tell him to get up and belt up kind of thing. If you watch it carefully, the camera stays on Trapper for quite a long time, and it, it's, a, it's a really well-directed mm-hmm. scene, that is. It's really quite yeah. nice. Um, yeah. The bit with, again, I'll, I'll agree with you, with, with Margaret talking to Radar, filling in the questionnaire, and the fact that when he, when he just passes out, she just kind of smiles and casually starts writing in it. It's, what do you, what do you it think shows she marked? warmth. Yeah, what do you think she marked, though? I would like, oh, he should have to mark, like, adorable. Because I think that was one of the options. Yeah, yeah. I think I think I think it would have been a positive thing. Well, yeah, but, yeah, definitely um, positive. There's a couple of lines in here as well. Uh, the one that sticks out is when the patient says they killed everyone. They even killed them after they were dead. He's a quite a dark line. <laughs> um, I don't yeah. think it's. I don't think it, I don't think they pull it off that well though. Unfortunately, I think it's a beautiful line. But you, you know, I've. I've um, watched quite a few videos. I mean, I, I studied some war stuff years ago about shell shock victims and, and what happens to them, and it's quite a horrific, uh, uh, horrific thing. But you know, hey, that's a minor quibble. Um, Radar says, uh, "Oh, I'm, I'm going to live past 18." Oh, and I'm going to live past 18. Uh, which is a weird thing for him to say because Gary Berghoff is 32 at this point. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I was surprised. I didn't realize Radar was only 18 years old. Yeah, yeah, which probably says a lot more like we was talking earlier on about his his uh, virginity and everything. But uh, yeah, I think this is a great episode. I really do quite enjoy. It. I, I'm a little bit the whole thing with Radar keeping the animals and everything. I think it's because the fact that the the episode before this has is an animal heavy episode as well. You know, mm-hmm. and it's kind of like you've got two animal heavy episodes in one go. But uh, yeah, love it. I think it's a great episode. Very cool. Any more thoughts on this episode before we move on? Um, one thing I'd like to say, um, the, uh, I, I'm sure Meds has watched it, the, um, the porridge. There was one episode of porridge where there was a guy who had a letter from his wife and he couldn't read. And, oh, Sam um, Kelly's character. Yes, and Fletcher yeah. said, I'll, I'll read the letter for you and I promise I won't listen. And, he, and Margaret said exactly the same thing. Well, all right, but rest assured, I won't listen to a word I read. Brilliant line. Ah. You know, the, the, the <laughs> p- person in each case, Radar just accepted it. That, oh, she'll read the letter, but she won't listen. I thought, really good writing. Yeah, yeah. that was, yeah. That yeah. was well, well spotted. Well spotted. Yeah, definitely one of those moments I liked. Morning, Corporal. You're still a U.S. soldier. I expect you to look at me when I address you. A lot of people here at Cockroach General think that you can't do anything for yourself, like like walk or anything. I don't think that's true. What do you think? I think you're wrong. Yeah, but your legs are on my side. What's that mean? They're both still there, each on the correct side. You haven't got a scratch inside or out. They can function. You want to tell me about the tanks? What happened after the tanks came? Look, we all have our breaking point. Personally, mine is at two, four, and six every day. It's a condition known in medical terms as yellow belly. I survive by keeping a standing reservation at the latrine, screaming into my pillow every night. Of course, that's not everybody's style. 
you'll tell me when you're ready. Meanwhile, muscles have a way of being very vindictive. You don't take them out for a walk once in a while, they try to stay home permanently. In fact, you lie there long enough, when you go home, you're gonna get yourself a good job as a doorstop. Save the room service. He's taking the shoe leather express to the mess tent. He can't eat in there. Who can? I hear the specialty today is trench toast. Doctor, the patient obviously can't walk. Well, then he can crawl. Or he can go hungry, whatever you prefer. Sir, don't you think I want to move? Well, it'll come in handy when you get sent back to the front. Otherwise, you're going to be a pretty big papoose for somebody's backpack. All right, very cool. So let's go ahead and move on to our behind the scenes. I will start us off. The title is from a 1931 No Coward song, Mad Dogs and Englishmen. And when Margaret is reading the letter to Radar, she refers to Gogi Grant's The Wayward Wind as one of the letter writer's favorite tunes. The song, which was a number one hit, was not released until 1956, three years after the end of the Korean War. Oops. Oops, another, another timeline skip. Uh, Hawkeye says, in his eyes, I'm just left of Godzilla, which is a reference to the movie Godzilla from 1954. And we also have in the first scene, Radar is feeding a raccoon. Raccoons only live in North and South America, so Radar wouldn't have found a raccoon in Korea. Nah. I think we mentioned that previously about skunk. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah, <laughs> are these indigenous to this area? And obviously they're not, but. Maybe, maybe we did, Kenny, or maybe we've mentioned that in the future. That yeah. is possible. <laughs> that is possible. <laughs> I hear you and I have something in common. You're from Boston. That's where I interned when I wasn't trying to sneak into the ballpark. You ever watch the Red Sox at Fenway? I grew up at Fenway. Ted Williams drafted? He sure? It's on his way to the ROK. Oh, they can't do that. The Sox will never take the pennant without him. 531 times at bat last year and an average of 318. It doesn't seem fair. He was having such a great year. Weren't you before you were drafted? Yeah. But I bet he'll do a lot better over here. Better than who? Those tanks. They just kept coming and coming. They were so big. They were so big, you know? They killed everyone. And they killed them even after they were dead. I, I tried. I really tried. And I couldn't move. I didn't fire my rifle. I didn't throw my grenade. God, I didn't do anything. I just laid there like some coward. It's all right, Corporal. It's all right. All right, it's time for trivia. And I think Simon has this one. Yeah, okay. So here's the question. In a recent episode that we reviewed, 
Klinger got married via short wave radio. Double question. Who was his bride and what did Klinger wear? Go ahead and send your answers to mash4077podcast at gmail.com. So, whatever Major Houlihan says is what I feel. Anything I could add would be of little consequence. I won't argue with you there, Frank. You rang, Henry? It's very simple, Colonel. Either you ship Travis out or the Major and I will simply have to go over your head. Well, you've done that so many times, I've got athlete scalp. How's the Travis kid coming? I think okay. Give him a few more days. Keeping that man here defies every medical precept. So do you, Frank. You're an incredible example of death after life. Colonel, did you hear that? Yeah, I heard that. You realize that that just was right there on a medical level. Captain Pierce, sir? I'm standing. Great position. He had no idea you were so tall, otherwise he wouldn't have been rough on you. I'm not usually a pushover for a uniform, but I love you, kid. I really do. Margaret, I was wrong. Uh, You're always wrong, Frank. That's what's so right about you. Come on, I'll buy some bad coffee. Travis, this time you walk to the mess tent. <laughs> hey. All right, you can find MASH 4077 all over the internet. You can find us at Facebook, www.facebook.com slash MASH 4077 podcast. And you can follow us on Twitter at MASH 4077 podcast. And you can follow me at Hawkeye Mids. You can find me, Kenny, at Geeky Fanboy. And I am at Tales Podcast. And we have a totally radical website, man. You can find that at www.mash4077podcast.com. We have a blog. You can find that at www.mash4077podcast.blogspot.com. And you can send us your feedback and, of course, the answers to our trivia questions to mash4077podcast at gmail.com. And we even have a very cool store where you can buy all kinds of neat stuff, all with the MASH 4077 logo on it. Even has our pictures. I've seen it. Pretty cool stuff. You can find our online store at www.zazzle.com forward slash MASH 4077 podcast. And remember, you can follow us on iTunes, direct download, or of course, from Stitcher Radio. Just search for MASH 4077 podcast. All right, so I think that's going to do it for this episode. A winner all around. Four thumbs up. That hasn't happened in a while. Five, because I'm actually using both hands. (laughs) (laughs) All right, five thumbs up. Uh, Well, I am Kenny. Well, I'm Kenny. I'm Simon. I'm Neil. And I'm Edded Stark. (laughs) We'll be seeing you. Okay, there's no rabies in this group. Now, so that none of us ever have to go through this again, I'm going to vaccinate all your little hoo-hahs. Hey there, MASH fans, this is Meds. Now, as you know, both myself, Al and Kenny have our own individual podcasts, and mine is called Waffle on Podcast, and we talk about classic television programs and films from around the world. So if you think that's your cup of tea, or cup of coffee, whichever you like, then come over to iTunes and type in Waffle on Podcast. Or, of course, you can go to our main site, which is at Podbean, so just type in waffleon.podbean.com. We would be honoured if you join us. Thank you.
Hi, this is Rick Moyer. And this is Amy Moyer. And we are the hosts of Take Him With You. The weekly podcast where we discuss life at the geeky Moyer's home. And then we talk about our faith and how it relates to the world around us. Very, very positive podcast. And we think you really enjoy it. And I love Star Trek and heavy metal music. And I like Star Trek kind And of. heavy metal music. And I hate heavy metal music. <laughs> hate is a strong word. Uh, well, you got to understand, when you're recording... Give and, in to your hate, Amy. Yeah, when you're recording and you go over and over those loud, obnoxious riffs, you know, I mm. do not like the loud guitar. You're talking about the Perry songs that I do. Some of them I like. Give in to your hate. You've done some big band songs and some soft songs that I've liked. Yeah, well, anyway. Yeah, I just don't really like the heavy metal. Want to hear more of our banter? You can by listening to our podcast. Where can they find it? You can find it at TakeHimWithYou.com or iTunes. That's right, iTunes. Yes. So you can tune in. and But I do like some sci-fi. Amy, I'm your husband. <laughs> I like Star Trek, and I like like Babylon Five. And Make it so. Some different questions. We're going too long now. Let's We're too long. go okay. away. You don't know the power of the podcast. Take it with you. That was kind of like Darth Vader. <laughs> was a scene in California's Mojave Desert five years ago. Our historic first view of the newcomer's ship. Theirs was a slave ship carrying a quarter million beings bred to adapt and labor in any environment. But they've washed ashore on Earth with no way to get back to where they came from. And in the last five years, the newcomers have become the latest addition to the population of Los Angeles. Alienation, the Newcomers Podcast, is a fan cast devoted to the groundbreaking but short-lived TV series Alienation. This series tackles social issues like racism, bigotry, and intolerance with an alien twist. Each month, we will bring you a podcast dedicated to a single episode. The host will give you their thoughts on the episode, as well as some little-known behind-the-scenes information. So please subscribe to Alienation, the Newcomers Podcast on iTunes, or visit our website at alienationpodcast.com. My name is Al. And I'm Joyce. And we're, we're huge, huge Disneyland, Disneyland fans. fans. In fact, we love the Disneyland Resort so much, we host a podcast dedicated to the happiest place on Earth to share that passion with others. That's right. On our show, Tales from the Mouse House Disneyland Podcast, we share current resort news, some tips and tricks we've learned over the years to help make your Disneyland Resort vacation the most magical experience ever. We uncover little-known and often-overlooked gems we like to call hidden treasures and even review the attractions and places to eat that make the Disneyland Resort so much fun. And if that wasn't enough, we even share some video episodes to help keep you in that Disney magic state of mind. If you're a longtime fan of the Disneyland Resort or you've just recently discovered the magic, this podcast is for you. You can find Tales from the Mouse House Disneyland Podcast at www.talescast.com and in iTunes. And remember, make, make it, it a Mickey, Mickey Day. day.
MASH 4077 Podcast is a Geeky Fanboy production and has a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, works 3.0 United States license. All rights reserved. It's the 61st episode. It was written. Written. Written? (laughs) Yeah. It was written by Linda Brub. Oh my gosh. Very cool. And you guys, I'm about to start over again because I was not recording. Oh, Kenny. Oh.